0: Thank you for joining us for our Renewal City Church podcast. If you're looking for ways to get involved, join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Roxy Theater in Longview, or find us online at rcclongview.org. We hope you're blessed and that this message finds you well. Hi, everyone. I'm Gabe. Um, A lot of you will know me. If you don't, please... uh... Feel free to come and be introduced. Can you guys hear me okay? Cool. And um, my wife, Danny, is in the back uh, bouncing our six-month-old who may or may not add to the things that I'm saying during the... There he is. Um, but uh, feel, please feel free to come up and, and greet Danny as well and get to know her. We'll go through some slides to introduce some of you maybe haven't met us to our family Um, but yeah we're here to connect and we love you guys so uh, just a quick note before we start is that um, Danny managed to get a prayer card printed with all three of our kids somewhat happy and um, our informations here on the side if any of you have three small kids you know what a feat that is Anyway, um, if you'd like to keep up with us, if you'd like to receive our newsletter, um, if you'd like to throw this on your fridge so you can uh, pray for us. When you see our faces, um, you can come back to Danny's. We'll be, I think, at the back table right there. And um, you can get one of those. Cool. So uh, as it's been mentioned, um, my name's Gabe and w- my wife and I and our, our family uh, are doing missions in New Zealand. So we work with an organization called Youth with a Mission or YWAM. Um, it's the purpose of it, which we'll get into is to help young people um, to get involved in missions, to get a taste of uh, serving the Lord abroad in other countries um, and to sort of provide um, an opportunity for faith and growth um, in a very key season of life as a young adult. Um, I've been thinking about this day for a little while now. <laughs> uh, I think the first thing that I want to say to all of you um, as Renewal, forgive me, I'll be crying a lot through this. It's, <laughs> if you don't know me, <laughs> it's just who I am. Um, but I want to say um, thank you guys. I um, I know what it's like to live here through the winter I know what it's like to um, work long hours at a job and the way that renewal believes in us um, and um, that we know that we're loved and supported um, and e- even the generosity of people to support us. Um, is really humbling. It's really humbling, <laughs> it's really humbling um, especially as an adult, knowing the sacrifices that people make. And um, thank you, guys. Thank you for your support. Um, thank you for whatever level of friendship and relationship you've walked in with us. We we appreciate you. Uh, the second thing uh, that I want you to know before we get into things, because I'll talk about what's been challenging in the last few years and what we do, and some of it will sound exciting, and some of it will sound heavy. And before I get into all of that, I just want to let you know that we're doing really well. Um, Our family um, is growing. We enjoy each other. We have a lot of fun. Um, We're, um, yeah, we're we're doing well as a family. And the second thing I that I want you guys to know is, well, there's a couple more things, (laughs) sorry. Um, Our health has been good. Thank you for those of you who pray for us. Um, We've been blessed with uh, a unique opportunity in the ministry we work with. The ministry we work with is um, really heavily invested into young people. And so it's fairly rare to have like long-term missionaries and families around, but we've been like phenomenally blessed to have several young families that have stayed on and we've grown in friendship with. And it's such, um, yeah, it's just like therapeutic to spend time with somebody who's in the same season that you're in and wanting to walk with Jesus, but facing the same challenges of the same seasons. And you can just be like, oh, I feel so bad for feeling this way. And they're like, oh, we feel that way too. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so not alone. and (laughs) It's been really good. Hopefully you guys understand that. Um, and we we overall um, enjoy what we're doing right now. I'm a big logistical support on the base, which I'll talk about later. And Danny has been also doing some logistical support for the base, but also uh, mothering our three children. Um, and yeah, I just want you guys to know that we're doing well before we get into things. Um, yeah. Um, a few memories that come to mind, like to that end, is I remember a few years ago we were struggling with our support and with finances and wondering about the future. Um, things, as you all have experienced, have not felt very certain for the last couple of years. And I was driving, and I was just sort of talking to the Lord, and like, hey, Lord, am I, like, am I doing the right thing? Am, am, is my family going to be, like, supported well enough? Like, are we going to have the money that we need to have another child? And you guys know, like, there's some anxiety that comes with other people depending on you, but it's, it's very rewarding, but it's it causes you concern, you know? And I remember I pulled into our driveway of our old house, and... Um, Psalm 34 just like came into my mind where um, I think it's David um, is recounting. he's like, hey, I've been young and I'm now old. <laughs> and more and more I identify with that. I don't know if you guys feel feel kind of old sometimes. <laughs> um, but he's like, but I've never seen a righteous man who is forsaken. Yeah. Or his children like, begging for bread in the streets, you know, (laughs) and um, I just felt the Lord say, like, Gabe, you, like, cover the, like, man pursuing righteousness, you know, like, living with fear of the Lord in your life, and I'll cover the children not begging for for bread in the streets, you know, like, I'll take care of you guys financially, and he's been so, so faithful um, to do that, even when we, didn't know how certain things are going to get covered and things. Um, another memory that comes to my mind on the note of us doing well is that when we asked whether we should come back to New Zealand, we transitioned three years ago from more of a missions training school role where we were actively going out with the teams on their mission outreaches into the South Pacific um, to more of a logistical support role helping to run the mission center. Um, and when I was praying about that, um, I, I just felt like the Lord led me to, well, actually my Bible, I had a little Bible that slipped out of my pocket and fell open to (laughs) Jeremiah 31. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And, um, as I read it, um, there were just these, um, words of comfort. The Lord was speaking to Israel in that passage that, um, I'll build you up and you will be built. I'm going to replenish you. And I've just really felt that um, in this season in our family, that the Lord has built us and established us as a new family and supported us to kind of have our own like identity, and he's taking care of us. Um, And yeah, we're we're, we're very thankful for that. So that's part one of the update. Um, And you guys have been part of it. Uh, You guys have been part of his support for us. You guys have been a part of the prayer covering um, and believing in our family and caring about um, our family's well-being. So thank you. I appreciate you guys. Pardon me. My next note says, Explain why you're crying. (laughs) Uh well, one reason why I am tearing up today is because I'm me and I do that. But another reason um, that this is just an emotional day for me is that despite the overall blessing and joy and well-being of our family, um, it's been a hard couple of years, um, the last couple of years. And I'm sure some of you guys can identify with that, as some of you see good things happening in some of your relationships in a very um, tumultuous world that has got a lot of challenges um, and uncertainties. Um, For us, some of the challenges that we faced is, um, I won't get into it too much, um, but um, the New Zealand government was able to kind of isolate COVID and get it down to where there were zero cases. I don't know if you guys. Saw that in the news. I don't know if that was in the news here. Um, But um, one of the ways that they did that was by locking down the borders to any international travel. Um, And nobody could come in who wasn't a citizen or a resident in New Zealand who didn't have a residence visa. We at the time didn't have a residence visa. We were on a a work visa. So we were allowed to be in the country on virtue of the fact that we had been granted a visa before things were locked down, but there was no way that we could return here um, and then go back to New Zealand at that time. So if if we had left, there would be no way for us to go and return to the work in the place that we feel that God has called us to invest in. Um, so, yeah there was no time frame attached to it, you know, like things um, in this time of COVID it, it, it's kind of something new and people you know, are kind of reacting to it and responding to it, not sure how to manage it, right? So um, th- those border closures happened and there was no like, this'll be for 12 months and there's no like light at the end of the tunnel. Like after a certain period of time, I'll be able to go stand in front of renewal and build a relationship with them. After a certain amount of time, I'll be able to see my family. Um, yeah. So I guess I I I haven't been sure when the time would come that we would be able to come home. Um, I've definitely my my family definitely has gotten in touch with um, why God cares about immigrants and people who are not citizens of countries because we've actually like felt uh, what it feels like to not be powerless, because, you know, we have the Holy Spirit living inside us, but to be affected by the decisions of other people that we don't have a lot of control uh, over. And I know that many of you have experienced some of those similar feelings of, um, yeah, again, I don't want to say powerlessness, but, well, I guess the feeling is powerless, but that's a lie. (laughs) Um, yeah, but, um, I think things have have changed so suddenly for so many of us, and we've really felt the effect of that um, the last few years. And it's there have been family members that have gotten sick while we we're overseas, and I have not been sure if I would ever see them again on this earth. You know, I've not been sure if some of my kids would get to meet them. You know, I've. Um, We have had two children during this time period, and my family just met them, you know, like face-to-face for the first time a couple weeks ago. Um, So I've watched um, my middle daughter, Jemima, go from baby to toddler to little girl, and she's just now meeting my family. So it's been a challenging um, time. I think it's never been so, like, stark and so obvious to me that, like, we uh, have the power, God's given us the ability to choose things, and uh, we have the ability to influence situations, but I don't have control of any, like, of the outcomes of anything. Like, that's just been so stark to me in the last few years, and I, I think I, I haven't realized the ways that I've walked in pride, you know to. to um, make my plans and be like, I know, and I'm gonna earn it. I'm gonna do. And in the last few years, I'm like, God, you've got to show up. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know how to face this situation. I don't know when I'm going to see these people. I don't know. Um, there's so many things that I haven't known. Um, and I think that it's like, uh, just like softened me in some ways. Like I just walk with, uh, Uh, the knowledge that I'm a, I'm a human being who needs God, (laughs) you know, that I need someone who, who's reliable and faithful to depend on, um, yeah, I think the last time that I was here, I remember looking out and seeing, um, Christina Dieter, you know, and we missed, um, yeah, her last few years and, um, you know, I, I can still see the marks and blessings of um, her in our life. She, she affected our life. like We still carry some of that with us. And I, I look around here, and I know that she was such a blessing. And she, like you guys carry that blessing too, you know? Um, yeah. But last time we were here three years ago, we went out to coffee with her and had such a good time connecting with her. Um, we sat with her during one of her chemo treatments. Um, at the hospital and it's like, I'm just, this is coming back to like why I'm crying, like I'm crying, it's like, I'm just aware it's such a privilege. It's really a privilege to walk um, with the people, the, the precious people that God's put around us. It's really a privilege to be here with you guys. Um, it's really a privilege, it's a gift to be here. And uh, it's a gift that I didn't know if I was going to get again for a while there. Um, and. Yeah, so that that's where I'm at. There's no pressure to be like crazy emotional or in a strange season of grieving with me. I'm just letting you know, because <laughs> I'm there. Um, if you're not, God bless you. I hope you know your season's going well, and I hope today's a blessing to you, but that's where I'm at. Um, it's really special for me to be here. Um, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't do that on the mic. <laughs> Oh, anyway, um, yeah, I'm sorry to start kind of heavy. But um, there's been a few things that I've just been needing to say to y- y'all for a year or three. and um, But I uh, would like to sort of make a transition and share with you guys about what we do. Would you guys like to see a bit of what we do? <laughs> cool. <laughs> wow, you guys, are, good job. It's hard to speak up when you're from Washington and you're like a real cold culture climate. Just teasing you. Thank you, James. Wow, good tolerances on that maneuver. Let's see if this works. I don't actually know what I'm doing. Hey, there we are. I know Laszlo's not in this picture, but um, I wanted you guys to see there's these uh, specific flowers in the South Island of New Zealand called lupins, and they all bloom at once. And we went uh, down to see them. We had a little break at one point. Um, Visited some friends um, on the South Island. We live on the North Island of New Zealand. And I just wanted you guys to see a little bit of that beautiful setting so this is uh for those of you don't know um this is danny or danielle my wife and that's me obviously over there and uh this is samara it's her birthday today so if you see mara you can feel free to tell her happy birthday she's five she's really excited to be five this is jemima um, and she's around the back too so um, Danny and I, when we were sharing um, at our church in New Zealand um, and creating our newsletter, wanted to come up with a sort of mission statement. So this is kind of our mission that we feel the Lord's given us for the moment. We've been serving the Lord in, at Marine Reach New Zealand since 2017. Um, It's a ministry that disciples, trains, and mobilizes young men and women from around the world who are interested in following Jesus wholeheartedly into whichever realm of society or culture he leads. So YWAM is sort of an interesting missions organization in that its goal is not to get people to go back into the mission field, but to consider whatever they go into next as a mission field, Um, and so they bless people to go into politics and media in. Um, uh, education in various uh, spheres, they call them, of society. Um, We're really passionate about ministry happening in an environment where people are honored and valued, and every individual is championed, um, given ability to grow into new authority and responsibility where they belong, and where teaching and training occur in the context of everyday life as all of us learn to be more like Jesus. It's a picture of our YWAM training center, and this is one of our big schools. I don't know if I'm actually in that picture, but lots of energetic young people, as you can see. So that's fun. (laughs) Um, So our organization, YWAM, is international. It's multi-denominational, and it equips young people to follow God and releases them into spheres of society as well as into missions. So these are some of the focuses. Um, we release people into and these are some photos from a Bible school that we recently launched um, about two and a half years ago called the Discipleship Bible School so there's some different branches of our ministry Um, I mainly only work with this one the training center but um, I'll share with you about some of the others um, so we have a training center in a city called Tauranga um, that we do a traditional Maori welcome to um, the new students and stuff. So they actually get welcomed in the manner that like the first settlers of New Zealand would like the modern version of that. So part of it is that a warrior comes out um, to challenge them. That's like the tradition. And then he'll drop a fern leaf. And if you pick up the fern leaf, it means you come in peace. If it was back in the day and you didn't pick up the fern leaf, leaf, then only one of those parties would survive. (laughs) And the one that didn't would probably be eaten before the gospel came to New Zealand. But anyway, praise God for the gospel. (laughs) Um, It's traditional to dress in all black. Um, That's the traditional um, tapu or sacred wear of New Zealand. So that's kind of fun. Um, so we run a couple of different schools oh no I have cut off the discipleship Bible school with the picture these pictures used to fade in so that's my bad but I'll tell you about it Um, we do a discipleship training school so it's a five-month course students come for three months to get lectures to grow in their relationship with God and then they go on a two-month long missions outreach usually for us into the South Pacific that's our focus area um, to provide medical care, to preach the gospel, to support churches. Um, yeah, it's a real cool cross-cultural experience for young people. And then we also—oh, no, I didn't forget. Look at me. Good job, Gabe. Um, we also run something called a Discipleship Bible School. It's a three-month-long school, super intense. They read through the entire Bible, and they have different themes and things that they're scanning for, They have like assignments and reports, but it's a really cool place where people get familiar with their Bible often for the first time. Um, Often in our culture, we have this sort of skim through the Bible approach and this is like a real deep dive. I had the privilege of being in, coming to the lectures of one of these when we were in the middle of COVID and the base was at low activity. So I'm probably sitting somewhere right over here in this picture, but you can't see me. Um, Okay. We, the school of primary healthcare is on hiatus at the moment because the leader of that has left. But we also have a school where students get trained a little bit more in primary healthcare, and because eighty percent about of the uh, developing world's needs are just primary care, it's not like a big surgery or something like that. It's often hygiene, wound care, things that are like pretty simple to train someone in. Um, this is a little girl. Um, from our center in Vanuatu that they found. And she had been given traditional medicine from Vanuatu, which is sort of mixed, mixed in with witchcraft and it's very, very bad. Um, and so she had contracted an autoimmune disease and was in the process of dying. And they nursed her back to health. This is the, uh, them giving her a bath in a sort of um, sanitizing solution and caring for her skin wounds. And this is her about a year ago. Um, She lived, uh, though all the doctors said she wouldn't. And um, this is the doctor who worked with us to um, save her life. So that's really awesome. Well, I'll get to it, actually. Next slide. Our ministries built an entire training center in the nation of Vanuatu. They felt really called to specifically invest in Vanuatu as a nation. There's a lot of needs. in terms of discipling men, there's a lot of domestic violence, there's a lot of health needs that go unmet in Vanuatu. And um, so we run in Vanuatu a free healthcare clinic where people can just come, they don't have to pay. Uh, This is one of our nurses, um, Mel, and she actually just, just went home, but she was there for I think almost 10 years these are some of the students. So the same school that we run in New Zealand, um, we just started running uh, about a year and a half ago in Vanuatu. And uh, young Nivan, uh, Vanuatu, young men and women can come and do the same thing. They get trained up in their relationship with God, and then they go on a mission outreach um, somewhere, either to another island or to another country. Um, so that's been making a big impact. It's really cool to see um, these guys taking leadership in their own country and following God in their own culture, um, not necessarily driven by us or by a Western influence. It's been just really cool. Um, if you want more information about any of these, you can come to me after. I'm just kind of trying to broad stroke it. Um, this is our missions training center in Vanuatu. That's the free health care clinic here. Up above is the training center. There's also a diagnostic lab. And they run a diagnostic lab school where they teach locals to use microscopes and to identify common really bad diseases and give them training that then they can go and use um, in their vocation uh, in Vanuatu or as medical missionaries. and. There's housing here, and then the little tiny grass hut thing up there is called a nakamal. It's a traditional place where the men of Vanuatu meet, and they currently run a ministry called Mat Time. Uh, the kind of the culture up for guys in Vanuatu is to all come around and drink kava and like stay up till four in the morning and sleep through the day, and it's really unhealthy. It leads to a lot of problems in the home, and. Um, a lot of sort of passivity and lack of leadership in a lot of households. Um, so they're, they're trying to kind of trim this culture by having local guys come to this little um, Nakamal, it's called, and they sit on benches or mats, and there'll be somebody who's leading it, and they actually m- might study the Bible, or they might talk about what they're going through presently with their family, and get some godly guidance from some of the guys who've been through the uh, discipleship training school and some of the guys who are following Jesus that are from that culture. Um, so that's a really cool thing. Um, we don't run it anymore, but uh, our ministry pioneered a, a few a few ships that provide medical care. It, it, this is the Pacific Hope, the most recent one, and it used to be in um, the South Pacific, it's gone over to the island of Dominica and then down to Brazil, responding to different cyclones that hit and sort of devastated places to provide some medical relief. So we've handed over leadership of that to the captain who's currently uh, running that ship because it's such a distance. And our founders have gotten to the age where they can't really run a ship's ministry and a training center and a Vanuatu care center. Um, But it's a a neat ministry that's also originated from Marine Reach, where we work our YYM base. Okay, So this is what we're up to now. We both uh, teach some of the lectures. This is me teaching on the relationships week, a week on godly relationships for the young adults in the DTS, the Discipleship Training School. We also teach a week um, or assorted days on the Bible school. We've done uh, the week where we study the books of David. We've done the books, Danny and I have co-taught the week where we study the kings of Israel. And Danny's done some um, New Testament books for the school, 1 Peter and 2 Peter and Jude. Uh, So we sometimes come in to, um, we'll have to like study up a bunch on our (laughs) Bible knowledge. And we come and present lectures for the Bible school at times as well. And then we're both engaged with mentoring staff and students. It's a very community-oriented kind of place. So people end up dropping by and, you know, can I help you somehow? And we're like, yes, we have three kids. Come do dishes with us. (laughs) And, um, you know, so people come and um, hang out with us. And then they will share what they're going through. And it's a very, like, live-learn sort of environment. And we can sort of hear what they're going through, and give them hopefully some good insight from the Holy Spirit, just a few steps of life ahead of them. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of what we do. Um, Also, I run the grounds maintenance and transportation. Uh, There's another guy helping me with transport now. but um, And do special projects around base, renovate housing, uh, things like that. And then I'm on one of the leadership teams that sort of plans how we're gonna take care of our staff members and just runs events for the base and logistics um, kind of running in the background. Danny helps our staff members get visas so they can stay in the country um, and does legal visa assistance. And she writes actually the monthly newsletter for our ministry. I think we have, do we have, we didn't bring it. the copies of it, did we? When we come in the future weeks, we'll bring a few of the newsletters that we've produced so you guys can read up in a little bit more detail on some of the stuff that we've been doing. We'll have them available out there. Um, So a few pictures from our life. This is me driving our tractor, which is a piece of junk, and (laughs) drinks oil like it's gasoline, um, diesel. <laughs> but anyway, at this point, um, this is our lower car park. You can see there's deep ruts. So it was getting really muddy and cars were getting stuck all the time. So this is a project we did to put gravel over the whole parking lot. This is one of the um, pieces of the newsletter that Danny has written. Looks good, hey eh? And some information uh, about the ministry. And then this is an intro to our kiddos. So this is Lazarus. We call him Laszlo. He's six months old now, so we're very much still in the throes of who knows what sleep will be like. Um, This is Jemima. Um, Well, I should say something about her kids. So Lazarus is like real fun. He smiles at everyone as long as he's not feeling poorly, but he loves physical touch. So we get him up and he just smiles at everyone and then you put him down and then he gets tired of not being on someone. But it's been really fun to get to know him. He's been such a blessing. Um, This is Jemima. She uh, is a wonderful ray of sunshine. She does all the things that we never expected to have to teach her not to do. Um, She feels the highs and the lows, and she'll just invite you into it, and you will feel the highs and lows as well. And um, it's really a a blessing that keeps us present. um, And we try to not let it drive us nuts sometimes. And uh, this is Samara. And she is um, just an epic oldest child. She talks like she's 15 years old. And she's got a soft heart. And she wants to join us in parenting her siblings, um, which flows from a really good heart. But you know, we've got to sometimes be like, you know, they already have parents. And you don't have to take on all that responsibility. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Um, these are some photos from just after Laszlo was born. The girls are really excited, as you can see. We had a great experience with Laszlo's birth. It was really awesome. If you ask Danny about it, she'll talk to you for half an hour. And um, some photos of the whole family here. This is, we we recently moved from a small one-bedroom apartment to a little cottage, which has been such a blessing. Um, The rent prices are quite high in New Zealand, but the ministry is helping us cover it. And um, it's been such a better space for our family. This is out in front of our missions training center. There's a little slice of New Zealand, lots of tree ferns. Um, Yeah, and that's that. If you have any questions, I don't know that I have time to answer questions right now, but come to me after. I'd love to talk about our life or your life. Um, Yeah, it's a joy to be here to get to know you guys. Uh, Thank you, James. Um, so I don't, what time is it? Am I on time? Yeah, we'll, move on we'll move on to communion now. Uh, I have a story I was going to share. Is that, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I don't, sorry. Um, so, um, I was unsure. Oh yeah, go for it. Thank you. So I was praying about um, when I was planning to come here, if I should share a story, and it's really hard to cram three years into one story. Um, but I also wanted to just share it with you guys from some of the things that I've been learning and then give you um, an opportunity to talk over some real stuff uh, with the QR code and the discussion questions. So, um, I'll tell you uh, a story about working with one of the ministries that I work with. Um, so that's my role at Marine Reach. Occasionally, I also volunteer with other ministries in our city. One of them is called Street Help. So they have a lot of food that they, we drive around um, it, it, at the evening. It starts at about 10 p.m., and goes till usually about 3 a.m. and give food to homeless people or people who are out partying and look for opportunities to share about God. Um, So I've had the privilege of working with that um, ministry a few times. And there was one uh, night that we were out and some girls came running up to us and they're like, there's a guy over there, he needs your help, he's hurt. And we're like, okay, like we're not an ambulance, but cool that people like associate that this ministry is trustworthy to help, okay. So we went over and found that there was a young man named Matt and he had a piece of glass in his foot now. He had been maybe getting a bit too rowdy um, at one of the bars uh, locally and uh, a glass got knocked off a table and he stepped on it and it broke and went into his foot. So I was, um, I pulled out my multi-tool, you know, I was like trying to pull the glass out of his foot and it just was not helping. <laughs> and so Noah, the guy that I was working with, um, and I are looking at each other and we're like, what do we do? Like, we're out here to look for opportunities to share God, but it's like, this is a, a big opportunity to love somebody who needs it. And maybe is not making responsible choices, but you know, needs the love of God. So we talked it over, looked at how much food we had left, and just distributed the food really fast and took this guy to the hospital. Um, So I was sitting there in the uh, entry to the ER, and um, we were just waiting. I went to go get some food from a vending machine, because it was very late at night. It was like 2 in the morning, and we were all hungry. And during that time, Noah and Matt, the guy who we had picked up, went into the ER. And so I came back, and I was sitting alone by myself in the emergency room. And a woman walked through the door. Um, and she was limping quite heavily. She was in a pink sweatsuit. Um, her jaw was like offset to one side. And um, she was crying. And she came and sat down across from me. And her cousin, as, as I found out later, went to fill out the paperwork for her. So I struck up a conversation. And I was like, how are you? Like, What's going on? And she went on to tell me what had happened. And she had a boyfriend. Um, her boyfriend and her boyfriend's sister had, uh, ganged up on her. There's a a sort of domestic violence situation going on. Uh, thrown her from a moving car, um, and, um, hit her. And she had probably a dislocated hip as she was talking to me. Her jaw was clearly, like, offset to the wrong angle. I think it was either out of socket or broken. I'm not sure which. And as she's talking to me, she's crying and she lowered her head down I'm sorry this is not very kid friendly (laughs) but she lowered her head down and she was missing a patch of hair right here and she said that her boyfriend's sister had grabbed a handful and and pulled it out and I'm just sitting there like I'm not confronted with situations like that very much in my daily life you guys identify like have no having no idea what to do with stuff like that because that's that's where I was at And so I began to talk to this woman and I, I just said, like, listen, I know, like you, you, nobody starts out a relationship, like hoping to be abused. Like, I know you like wanted other things, like, and I know that you're caught up in a situation now, but I, you just have to know, like, this is wrong. Like, you weren't meant to be treated this way. Like, it's wrong, you know? And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry like, that that happened to you tonight. I'm so sorry that you're here. Like Nobody should be in this situation. And about that time, the doctor came and, and pulled her back. And I was just overcome with this feeling. I just felt like, God, Like those things I said were true, but they weren't enough. Like, she needed more than that. I mean, they treated her like she was worth nothing. You made this woman. You, you, you had a plan, like destined her for like good things. You call her worthy, like, it's not enough. Like, what, what do I tell her? Like, what can I say in a situation like this? And I felt like gently, like the voice of Jesus just came in my heart and was like, Gabe, you can tell her that they pulled out my hair too. In Isaiah uh, 50, verse six, it's talking about what Jesus would come to do. And it says he gave his face to the ones who would pull out his beard. He's like, Gabe, tell them, tell her, they pulled out my hair too. And I was just overcome with this feeling of like, oh my God, my God, how could you say yes to this? Like, how could you join us? and what we have made the world into. Like, what love would compel you to do this? Like, <laughs> And um, I don't know about you guys. I don't know what you've been through in the last couple years, but I can't remember a time throughout my life that I've seen so much isolation and so many people feeling like they're going through things alone or, or purposely separating from other people out of fear. Um, and I'm not speaking to the, the rightness or wrongness of policies. I'm just saying like we're living in a time where it's so common to be alone, to experience trauma in situations. And um, people are grieving, right? There's there's change, boom, boom. But the, like the, the world that we're living in is changing all the time. There's trauma that's happened to people. People are processing loss, so many of us in the last few years, and I think It's common for the world to look at God and say, hey, if you're good, why do you allow so much pain and suffering and loneliness? And in Jesus, we see this glimpse of a God who is wholly unafraid to descend into suffering and join us and be with us. Who didn't say no to any of the things that we go through so that we would not have to be alone ever, going through them. And his invitation to us is um, to follow him, to be an extension of his presence, to be an extension of Emmanuel, the one who joins, the one who comes to go through things together with other people so that they're not alone. Um, so, I don't know, I just feel it on my heart this morning. Um, we follow the one who says, be like me, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. And I just feel led to create a platform. And you'll see it in the question for if there's anybody here that has been through some things in the last couple years, to just share a bit of your story and not be alone in it anymore. Because like we're an extension that like, you're surrounded by people who have an opportunity to be an extension. Of the God who went through everything we can go through who didn't allow us to be alone in any situation um, so I think James will come up and close after um, we'll move up so yeah
1: instead of using uh, the platform uh, that Gabe was talking about the discussion questions just because we're a little short on time and the kids will be down here and chaos will ensue inevitably um, but thank you, thank you, Gabe, for sharing that word. That was that was really good. We just we appreciate you so much. You can you can take a seat. Have oh, the worship team come up. Um, yeah, I think I think it's it's easy for me to consider the injusticeness the and the brokenness in the world. The injustice and the brokenness of the world. When I hear a story of a woman in an ER who's been a, a victim of domestic violence, um, I I have to confess I forget about that when I hear the story of the cross. Quite often, that the one who knew no sin came and suffered and was beaten and was broken, and ultimately was murdered uh, on my behalf, on behalf of anyone who's ever suffered injustice, on behalf of a humanity who who plunged uh, a perfect and good creation into brokenness through their own rebellious choices. And so, um, you know, the fact that Christ was willing to suffer on our behalf and willing to join us is, is something that really should impact our hearts and should be a big part of our motivation for how we interact with the world around us. And so just as a reminder of his sacrifice and as a symbol of the fact that we are all one in that. We we come to the Lord's table today that's been set with the bread and the cup, the bread representing his body that was broken, the suffering that he endured, and the cup that represents his blood. Uh, the scriptures say that established a new covenant between God and humanity, a covenant where God is no longer counting our sins against us. And so uh, as we just sing one last song together today, uh, I want to invite you to, to come up to the table and tear off a piece of the bread and dip it in the cup but uh i want to encourage you to come up with someone else with maybe someone who's sitting across the table from you or in the row behind you um come up and take the bread and uh tear off a piece of the bread dip it in the cup maybe step to the side in a small group and uh and if anyone has anything they would just like to ask for prayer for uh take that moment to ask for prayer and then the group can respond in prayer over them as uh, as you just receive the bread and the cup together. Um, if no one needs prayer in that group, then someone can just pray a prayer of thanksgiving to God for being present with us and uh, and then receive the bread and the cup, and, uh, and, and that'll be that. So, Lord, we just thank you that you are present. We thank you that you are with us. We thank you that you are with all of your children. Uh, we thank you for moments like today when we get to be reunited with friends and family who had been far away for so many years uh, and just getting to hear about the ways that you're working through them and in their lives, uh, we thank you that you are faithful to work in each of our lives. As we just close the service and we come to your table today, uh, we just receive your body and your blood with grateful hearts and uh, we rejoice in just the goodness of who you are and your presence with us. In Jesus' name, amen.